Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League, your number one source for all of the Horizon League's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. It's another week and another edition of the podcast, and we're excited to be bringing you today's episode. We're going to mix it up a bit. We're going to focus on cross-country today as the Horizon League Cross-Country Championships are this weekend, Saturday, November 2nd. It'll be in Highland Heights, Kentucky, hosted by Northern Kentucky. Men's race begins at 11 a.m. The women's race will start at noon. And just a reminder, you can follow all of the action on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat at Horizon League and, of course, online at Horizon League. Dot com. Justin Kinner with you here, and uh, we'll get to our guest in just a moment. Our guest will, of course, be Paul Rice, the cross-country coach for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Now, just to give you an idea of his resume, and it's quite the, it's quite the resume, he is entering his 22nd. He's in the middle of his 22nd year as head cross-country coach at Oakland. And what makes his story so unique is that not only has he been a longtime successful coach at Oakland, he was also a former successful student athlete at Oakland as well. He ran cross-country uh, for Oakland from 91 to 93. He earned all region honors during that time as well. And I can't wait to talk with him about what that is like experiencing the success as a student athlete and then later in life having all the success that he has had as a head coach for that same program. Think about that for a moment. Think about wherever you went to college. Where I mean, I graduated from Wright State University, and wherever you graduated from, you have the most pride for where you graduated college from or went to school. And just, I mean... That that's that defines you. That is who you are because of all the memories you created there and, and who you are was basically established in college. So you have the utmost pride for your university. And then think about in your professional life and to be lucky enough to not only be a student athlete at your respective university, but then to be able to coach that team in your adult life, you know, post-college. I can't imagine what that would be like. And uh, we're going to talk about what that is like with Paul Rice coming up. Here in just a moment. He's a 10-time cross-country coach of the year. Five times he's accomplished that in the Horizon League. He's also had experience with both the men and the women's teams, of course, leading the women to three Horizon League championships. And he's led the men to two Horizon League championships. And he's looking to add to that total coming up here this weekend. Again, the Horizon League cross-country championships Saturday in Northern at Northern Kentucky in Highland Heights, Kentucky. Some things that we'll cover today in the interview We'll ask him to take us through just a typical training week, you know, for a student athlete leading up to a cross-country meet. After that, of course, I really wanted to hear the difference of what is the difference between training for just a regular cross-country meet versus training for, uh, you know, the Horizon League Championships. How does it defer training for one meet versus the other? Oakland actually hosted this event a few years ago back in 2017. Uh, and one thing that Paul and I talked about was, of course, you know, are there what are the advantages to hosting it, and what are the disadvantages to hosting it? His answers are kind of, are pretty interesting. I thought that there would it would be an advantage to hosting it, but uh, his answers were kind of unique and different. You know, there's a lot of stresses that go into hosting the event, and you're not mentally putting all of your attention on what you and your team have to do. To where if you're on the road, you know, you're focused solely on you and what you have coming up in the event itself. So we'll hear him dive more into that coming up here in just a second just a reminder being a listener of the reach the horizon podcast has its benefits including exclusive access to tickets to the horizon league basketball championships to thank you for listening say five dollars per ticket by using the code hl podcast at checkout again visit horizonleague.com and use the code hl podcast at checkout i look forward to seeing you in indianapolis shout out to 
Coach Kevin Borseth for the Green Bay Phoenix women's basketball team, as well as Katrina Merriweather for the Wright State Raiders. They were our guests on last week's podcast as we highlighted uh, the Horizon League women's basketball preseason favorites. Wright State and the and Green Bay, the, the Green Bay Phoenix tied for first in the preseason polls. The week before that, we had Coach Negi on. Coach Scott Negi, head coach for the Wright State Raiders men's basketball team, as they were tabbed the men's preseason favorite. Basketball season tips off next week. Exhibition play going on as we speak, and uh, we'll dive more into that in the coming weeks as well. Volleyball postseason, that's not too far off in the near future. We'll touch base with some of the top coaches and programs heading into that event coming up as well. But let's get to our guest, Paul Rice, again, the uh, head cross-country coach for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies in his 22nd year, a 10-time cross-country coach of the year. He's done it five times in the Horizon League. And uh, he's done a fantastic job with the old Oakland Golden Grizzlies here this season as well. Here's Paul Rice talking about his team's preparation heading into the Horizon League Cross Country Championships this weekend. Coach, welcome in, sir. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Now, again, this race always comes at a time where the weather is just all ucky outside and it's raining and the, the temperatures are in the you know mid-60s, low-60s. I, I mean, talk about when you start training for the season coming in and it's beautiful outside and, and the heat is sweltering and the season ends like this. Do you, which yeah. weather do you prefer running in, in your opinion? Um, I, as a coach, I prefer the nicer weather where, where you can wear shorts and T-shirts and stay dry, but... Uh... I think the kids are, uh, you know, they're prepared for anything, and they do prefer, uh, you know, the cooler temperatures. And, and uh, anytime the heat's a little bit, uh, you know, anything above 60 degrees, their body, their bodies react a little bit to that. And uh, I think, you know, we're, we're, what we're going to get this weekend, I think, is good weather. Um, you know, it's like anything; they have to acclimate a little bit to it. And fortunately, in Michigan here, we've already had some cool weather, and I think our team is. Uh, you know, ready to see those 40s and 50s, and it looks like that's what we're going to get this weekend. All right, Coach, your story is a very interesting one to me because I know that, you know, for student athletes, they always have the utmost pride for wherever they're competing at, and coaches have the utmost pride for any school that they are coaching at. You've had the pleasure of competing and coaching at the highest of levels at your respective school in Oakland right now. Talk about just how special it is to not just, you know, be a successful student athlete back in the early 90s for Oakland, but to then be the head coach for this program here in, in 2019 and all the success that you've been able to achieve as the head coach of this team. What is that like, being able to have success and to be a part of this program as a student athlete and now as the head coach as you have been for many years? Well, I think, um, you know, I think it says a lot about the culture at Oakland. And, and um, you know, for me, I've been around campus now for 28 years since my freshman year of, of college. And, there's been a lot of growth and a lot of expansion and, and um, going from Division two athletics to Division one athletics. But all along, Oakland, to me, has really just felt like home. It's, it's a great family environment. The culture is, is built in a way that, um, you know, if, if people put in hard work, they get rewarded. And, and um, there's always uh, a creative way of finding resources for people if, uh, if you're willing to put that work in. So, you know, fortunately... For me, I've been able to stick it out. You know, it, honestly, it wasn't easy the first, you know, eight to ten years, uh, coaching part time, trying to get a family going, and, and uh, paying the bills. But uh, when we added the track and field program in 2006, I was fortunate enough to have my position moved to a, a full time uh, position in the athletic department, and it became a career for me. So it's, it's been a fun ride and. Making the move from the Midcon, uh, which became the Summit League, to now the Horizon League, it's it's been uh, it's been a journey of, of 
you know, meeting some great people and, and, um, you know, we've had a few different athletic directors in my time and, and every AD we've had has been very supportive of our, of our program and, you know, really trying to see things move forward. So, um, adding facilities, adding a track to campus, which has helped recruiting and helped, you know, obviously the overall experience of student athletes, but, uh, Overall, that time, uh, the distance program, the cross country program, has kind of been our bread and butter. Uh, and um, like you said, we've, we've seen some high level success. But uh, it's not because uh, just because I work hard. I mean, it, you know, we put a lot into it, but we definitely have a lot of people behind us and, and a lot of great resources that have been provided for us. And we're very fortunate. Now, you guys have made an immediate impact since joining the Horizon League. And thinking back to you know making the transition into the conference, what were your expectations for your program heading into the Horizon League and where you are now? Have you surpassed those expectations from years ago coming into the conference? Are you where you thought you would be? How do those match up, in your opinion? Yeah, you know, the big thing across the board with our department, um, not just from a cross-country standpoint, but in the Summit League, we were, you know, the geographic footprint was so widespread and um, it was a, it was quite a strain on the budget. It was quite a strain on the, the student athlete experience with the wear and tear of travel and, and um, you know moving into the Horizon League. I know we were all very excited for you know that great geographic regional footprint that we now were part of, where our travel wasn't going to be um, you know really too much for anybody to handle, and, and the budgets we could get a little more back in line and. You know, looking at the history of the Horizon League as we were coming in, I, I, I figured, you know, we were we were starting, we were on the rise in the Summit League. We had won a couple championships, one on the women's side and two on the men's side. And, you know, I knew in the Horizon League if we continued that progression that we could compete at least to be in that, you know, top two or three every year. And, and uh, our women really took a big step. Um, about five years ago, we had a, a great group come in that really developed well and, and took us on a run of three straight championships in cross country. And, you know, the guys won a few as well with a couple of All-Americans that we had from the, the track side of things that really uh, carried our cross country program. So it's it's probably exceeded my expectations a little bit because you never know with, you know, when you get these young athletes, how they're really going to progress and develop. And we've, we've been fortunate to have some that really um, – have taken it to a high level, and we still have some of those athletes on the team now with Maggie Schneider and, and Rachel Levy and, you know, now Connor Getz on the men's side. It's, it's good young talent that we're growing in the, in the men's program. So um, as, as far as it, did it exceed my expectations, I would say a little bit, but I, you could see it was coming for our program that we were on the rise and the reputation was building and some, something special was, was coming. And it's, great. it's just great to see that it happen once we made that move to the Horizon League. Paul Rice, head coach for the cross-country uh, team at Oakland uh, for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Coach, you mentioned Maggie Schneider. Uh, she has a chance to you know, make history coming up here this weekend. You know, She's won the last two individual titles at the league championships. Uh, if she does it again coming up this weekend, she would be the first female athlete to win three Horizon League individual titles. What are your expectations for her heading into this event? Well, my expectation is that she is uh, she's ready to go. She's she's ready to battle for another win. I, I know that she feels the same way too. Um, you know, Maggie is a is a great team player. You know, as, as far as just the, the major number one goal for us is is winning that team title. And however it happens, however we get it done, uh, we're going to do it in the best way possible. But obviously, the expectation is Maggie being at the top there, and and. Um, you know, the way she's been running this year, um, it, especially two weeks ago at the pre-nat meet, uh, she just she dominated. Uh, she broke our school record. Uh, you know, it was just 
she she's finally getting to that level now. Last year she, you know, she did win last year, but it was it was a struggle. She was injured um, on and off throughout the fall. She missed uh, close to three weeks uh, early in the season last last fall, and you know, honestly, mentally going into that championship last year, she was even unsure of herself, and it took a little bit of a talking and you know, really us her and I getting together and getting everything straightened out leading into that week. And um, I had every confidence she could win it. And I think she realized that uh, maybe not until about a mile or two into that race, she finally saw that it was possible. So this year, the confidence is much higher. She's as fit as she's ever been. And um, yeah, the expectation this year is to go in and win another title. But like I said, most importantly for all of us, we're talking about the team winning a championship and, and Maggie individually I think has a great shot of getting to that uh, take that next step with the NCAA championships this year uh, it's not easy to do with division one getting out of their out of our region in the Great Lakes but um, that's the big goal this year and not that we're looking past the Horizon League but you know she's won Horizon League title she's accomplished those things and now uh, we're, we're chasing things that we haven't accomplished which is that next step of getting to the NCAA championships uh, that will hopefully happen this fall. Again, the Horizon Lake Cross Country Championships coming up this Saturday, November 2nd uh, in Highland Heights, Kentucky, hosted by Northern Kentucky. Uh, Coach, just walk us through the, the difference, like, you know, training for, you know, typical training, uh, typical training week uh, for any, you know, cross country meet. How does that compare and how is it different for prepping for the Horizon Lake Championships coming up? How, how, much, how much of a different approach do you have with a, a week like this prepping heading into the weekend? Yeah, it's a great question. And actually, um, you know, we actually just had a little team discussion yesterday about it. You know, during the season, uh, during the regular season, we typically have one or two. Uh, most weeks we have two workouts a week where we're putting a little quality into our training and there's specific goals and, and things we want to get done with those workouts. And, and uh, we train during the season to kind of race fatigued. Um, so they're learning to race on tired legs. They're learning to compete at a high level and they've got some fatigue in their body. And that really helps them, you know, prepare for the end of the season when, you know, there's no guarantee you're going to be fresh, even though we taper down at the end of the season. You know, bodies react weird to different things, and people get sick, people get worn down from classes, you know, academic schedules, that kind of stuff. So throughout the season, we train them to respond to fatigue. Um, when we get into the end of the season like this in the championship segment, we try to back out of the weight room, we try to you know, reduce our mileage a little bit, maybe back off on the quality of our training a little bit, get more race-specific training, um, but overall trying to keep them all in the best frame of mind possible to, you know, to be confident um, going into the end of the season that we've done the work and they're ready to go. So we just talked about it yesterday in practice, how, you know, we don't want to back off too much because your body is used to being fatigued. And if you back off too much, all of a sudden your body can freak out a little bit and, like, way too much rest sometimes isn't the best thing for you know, for these athletes because they're used to training through that fatigue and their body's being a little bit broken down and responding to it. So, But we definitely try to keep them relaxed. Uh, I encourage them to get ahead on their studies as much as possible so we get to the end of this week they can just kind of relax on the bus and not stress about classes and exams and projects that are due. And um, we try to do some things that you know, kind of break the routine a little bit. Like, actually, right now, they're all at my house. <laughs> They're downstairs right now. Uh, we just had breakfast. I made breakfast for them, and they're watching McFarland USA downstairs right now, <laughs> hanging out as a team and just kind of spending a few hours away from the, the chaos and craziness of being a student athlete, and they're just they're just being kids right now, and that's kind of what we want to do this week is really keep them relaxed and you know, obviously focused but not 
too obsessed about what is happening this week so the stress doesn't build too much for them. So it's, it's an exciting week, um, but we do have to you know, learn to control the emotions and stay dialed in just like it's a normal race. Now, Coach, with that being said, you guys recently hosted this uh, back in 2017. Uh, it's a two-part question. One, what all goes into hosting an event of this size or a meet of this size? And secondly, is, is there an advantage to hosting it in regards to, like right now you're trying to you know, keep your, your student-athletes you know, mentally focused and, and try to limit the distractions. Is it easier to do that when you're hosting the events because they get to you know, stay, you know, you know, stay in their comfortable environment, or is it more difficult when you're on the road? You know, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, there is definitely a comfort level with knowing that you don't have to travel. Um, you get to sleep in your own bed, and, and um, you really can control everything for the entire week of you know what you're what you. The kid, there's no surprises. The kids know what is going to happen during the week if they're not traveling. You get on the road, and there's always things that can happen. Um, you know, whether it's a bus that breaks down, or uh, you know, traffic you hit on the way into into a meet that stresses somebody out, or maybe. Uh, the hotel is not as as quiet as we hope it would be for them to get good rest while we're there, or maybe something at breakfast that hotel doesn't have something they really like to eat for breakfast, so that can stress some people out. So, uh, but at the same time, sometimes when when you do get away from campus, you feel like okay, I'm 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 going to work, you know, I'm off to my job. Um, so sometimes kids really get locked into that travel element, and it, it helps them raise their level of focus so i think it can go both ways um and also you know uh, we love hosting stuff at oakland uh, i think we do a top-notch job of putting on championships and anything we host we do it to the fullest we, we offer the best student athlete experience you can you can find out there um, but that puts a lot of stress on me and it puts a lot of stress on our coaching staff so sometimes when you are hosting uh, a championship you know the week leading into that championship uh, the coaching staff can be a little distracted because they're worried about the meet that we're hosting. They're worried about the course. They're worried about the weather. They're worried about, you know, parking and, and painting lines and measuring courses and that kind of stuff. And, and sometimes the athletes look at that as a distraction and they want a little more attention from the coaches. So you have to balance it out. You have to really find a way to um, make sure that as a coaching staff, all of our ducks are in a row and the kids are ready to roll. And you know, when we hosted in 2017, it was my 20th season as head coach, and I had a dream of hosting and winning two championships that day, and it all happened. Hmm. We won the men's title. We won the women's title. It was a, kind of a dream come true for me. But um, outside looking in, you look and say, hey, that was a great day. Everything went smooth. But there's a lot of stress that goes into it. We had a bunch of rain going into that meet, uh, stressing everybody out, how the course going to be, and it all worked out in the end. But um, it is very, very exciting to race on your home course. Um, obviously have an opportunity to win a championship on your home course, and there is that comfort level, too, where the kids know the course really well, they train on it, and um, it, it is a big advantage when you get a chance to do that. All right, well, again, coming up this weekend, the Horizon League Cross Country Championships, Saturday, November 2nd, hosted by Northern Kentucky. The men's race will begin at 11 a.m. The women's race will start at noon. Paul Rice, the head, co the head cross country coach uh, for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies, good enough to join us on this week's edition of Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Coach, we're pulling for you. Best of luck coming up this weekend, and thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, good stuff there again. Paul Rice, cross-country coach for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. And just a reminder, the Horizon League Cross-Country Championships this weekend 
Saturday, November 2nd, hosted by Northern Kentucky in Highland Heights, Kentucky. Just a reminder that the men's race begins at 11 a.m. The women's race will start an hour later at noon. You can follow all of the action, of course, by following them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and Snapchat. Use the search at Horizon League. That's how you'll be able to find all of the Horizon League social media uh, pages to be able to interact and keep up with what's going on around the Horizon League. Again, follow all the action on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat at Horizon League and online at Horizon League. Dot com. Uh, thank you, Paul Rice, again for your time and uh, best of luck this weekend as uh, not just him, uh, but the rest of the coaches throughout the conference prep for the Horizon League Cross Country Championships. While you wait for the next podcast to drop, stay up to date with the Horizon League. Visit HorizonLeague.com and follow at Horizon League on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat for news and exclusive behind-the-scenes Access. I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but now that look basketball season uh, exhibition play has tipped off for quite a few teams in the conference, uh, regular season tips off next week. Uh, again, as we go throughout the season, we're going to be talking a lot about the Horizon League Men and Women's College Basketball Championships in Indianapolis is coming up here. Uh, and again, I'll read this as I did earlier. Being a listener of the Reach the Horizon podcast does have its benefits, including exclusive access to tickets to the Horizon League Basketball Championships. To thank you for listening, say $5 per ticket by using the code HLPODCAST. No space, okay? HLPODCAST at checkout to get $5 off per ticket. So make sure you take advantage of that opportunity right there. Visit HorizonLeague.com. And one more time, use the code HLPODCAST at checkout. That does it for us here. And again, shout out to Paul Rice, head coach for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies, cross-country coach, joining us here again, the Horizon Lake Cross-Country Championships coming up on Saturday. That wraps it up for us here today. We'll be right back at it again next week. Again, we're inching closer and closer to the tail end of all the fall championships coming up. We'll, uh, we'll dive in and take a look at what's going on in men and women's soccer. Uh, the volleyball championships will be shaping up, too, as that season's wrapping up around the corner. And uh, I'm excited for all of that as well. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you like, download, and subscribe the Reach the Horizon podcast, the official podcast of the Horizon League. And if you haven't done so, make sure you tell your friends and family about us and, well, leave a nice little review uh, on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you find this podcast. Until next week, this has been the Reach the Horizon podcast, the official podcast of the Horizon League.